at Walgreens oh. and one for my wife, one for my I sent one to my mom. Very nice. And the checker, she read the cards in front of me. Hmm. Which I have to admit was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> really? She's like, oh, she's like, oh. Man or woman. Okay, woman. And she goes, I hadn't seen this one. <laughs> and then she reads the other one. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's that's for my wife. Good thing you didn't have one for your wife and one for your girlfriend. You know what I mean? <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 713 Wisconsin's Morning News. Kind of an interesting anniversary today. 40 years ago today, an invention, or maybe more accurately, an innovation in personal computer technology debuted. January 24th, Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a great commercial. And that, that lady throws the hammer at yes. the big old screen with all the She's 1984 imagery. Everyone, yeah, oh, fantastic. So Apple had been around for a bit, but now this is the introduction of the Mac. And more importantly, the graphic user interface. Mm-hmm. So from the Smithsonian, the Apple Macintosh microcomputer introduced a graphic user interface, or GUI, to the Apple line of computers. They correctly point out here, obviously, that the uh, this wasn't Apple's original idea. It wasn't a Steve Jobs idea. He basically stole it from Xerox that had already been using it, but he better adapted it. Right. He better marketed right. it like what he did with so many things at Apple. So they introduced that, and it became you know, part of everything that we know. January of 1984. In fact, it was the Super Bowl commercial that I think ran on this date. That was back when the Super Bowl used to not be in the middle of February. <laughs> right? yeah, it's amazing yes, when right. it was actually a January event. Original pricey uh, for the Mac. I'm going to say $300. <laughs> you nuts. $2,500. Uh, it was 84. Computers okay, were really expensive. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking 300 bucks. You can't buy a freaking phone for that right now. Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I remember the first, do you remember? <laughs> a couple hundred bucks. This new Mac. Oh, see, that's how much I paid for it when I bought one in like 1998. I guess, right? I, I still remember I was at Wilson Elementary School when we first got the computer. The just one, one yep. computer yep. for everybody to use at the school, and it was an Apple II Plus at the time. And then the first time you saw a Mac, it was like, what is this? The yeah. picture? Oh, I just click on this to center my stuff or to change the alignment or I can, I can still margins. Like hear some of the, you know, like the, the sounds it made when you turn it on. The bloom. The bloom. wild. Changed everything 40 years ago on this date. 7.15, Brandon Snide has sports coming up next. It's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fonalac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Big changes coming to the Milwaukee Bucks today after starting their season with a 30-13 and record. Good enough for second best in the East. The team has decided to dismiss head coach Adrian Griffin after those 43 games. 
ESPN NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski reacting to the news of firing Griffin. This is an organization that took some risk hiring a young coach in the offseason. He was part of, of a pretty broad search. I think Adrian Griffin's going to be a good head coach in the NBA. I think they feel that in Milwaukee also, that he is going to be a good head coach. This is a unique situation where it is win now, give ourselves as the Bucks the best possible chance to compete with the elite of the league. They didn't think they had that anymore with Adrian Griffin. And now they're going to go out in the marketplace, talk to some coaches. Again, I think Doc Rivers think that's going to be a, a point of focus for the Bucks now as they start this search, which may wrap up pretty quickly. ESPN NBA analyst Kendrick Perkins also reacting to the news out of Milwaukee, agreeing here with Woj, saying the team can't hire an unproven coach to take over. You can't bring in an assistant. You can't bring in a guy that never coached in the NBA as a head coach. You cannot do that and expect for the Bucks to be successful. And being successful is them actually going to the NBA Finals and winning it all. According to Chris Haynes from TNT and Bleacher Report, the Bucks are working towards a deal with Doc Rivers that will make him the franchise's next head coach. However, Haynes is saying no deal is in place as of yet. The Bucks will be in action on the court tonight as they get set to host Cleveland at Pfizer Forum. Tip-off set for 7 p.m. From basketball to baseball, where the Brewers making some noise overnight as first baseman Reese Hoskins has reportedly agreed to a two-year, $34 million deal with an opt-out after that first year. Hoskins missed all of last season with a torn ACL that he suffered in spring training. However, in 2022, he did hit 30 home runs and batted in 79 runs. And lastly, over to some college hoops, where the 13th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers began their week with a thriller on the road, beating the Minnesota Gophers 61-59 to on the road. Tuesday to extend their win streak, excuse me, to extend their record to 15 and 4 on the season. Even though we we won on Friday night, I wasn't real happy with our second half defensively. We just kind of, and tonight we buckled down and we got better, you know, when we needed to. That just shows me that that we can. Now, as I've told them many times, you got to put it all together for 40 on both ends of the floor. Head coach Greg Gard there following his 100th Big Ten win of his career, next up for Wisconsin. Is a, is a return home to Madison to face off with Michigan State on Friday night. Coming up, looking super forward to this, we have detailed for you the trials of Pointy McChancellor at the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse. The president of the Universities of Wisconsin, Jay Rothman, took questions yesterday. E was on the panel that talked to him, and we'll find out what he had to say next. Seven twenty-four on Wisconsin's Morning News. So I got a couple of updates for you on some stories uh, dealing with the universities of Wisconsin. Did you ask my list of questions? <laughs> <laughs> I no, I didn't give it. you a list. Okay, well, we'll get to that yeah, first. Okay. So Jay Rothman, the president of UW, uh, spoke before the Milwaukee Press Club yesterday, downtown here. It was one of their newsmaker luncheons, uh, and they do these a lot. They're actually really unique and very intimate. You can, you can get up close, and you can actually ask a lot of questions yourself if you just come to these events. Anyway, I was able to be on the panel, and we talked. I know we'll get to that here in a second, but I first wanted to bring up, so Jay Rothman, you may remember that story about DEI, right? about how he had that agreement with uh, GOP leadership to slash some of the DEI funding so they could get some other things, some raises, and, and help build an engineering building at UW and different things like that. And it took two votes, right, from the Board of yeah, Regents. Yeah, first one they turned that. it down. Yeah, right. And there was a report in the Journal Sentinel by uh, Kelly Meyerhofer, who was on the panel with me, saying that uh, he was going to resign, that he threatened to resign if they did not pass it. And then a couple of days later, it passed. Did he have anything to do with it? Well, 
She did ask him straight up about that resignation. As the DEI deal came together during the negotiation process, um, three regions have told me you floated resigning if that deal failed. Were they mistaken? You know, Kelly, as much as I'd like to clarify that whole issue, um, that happened in closed session, and it would be inappropriate for me to, to say anything about what happened in a closed session. So then I got the mic here next, and I decided to ask him. Here in this open session, would you want to resign or no? Follow <laughs> <laughs> you. Nice. <laughs> See, Eric, that was your question. Now it goes to Corey, I think, right? So there we go. You can elaborate if you want, otherwise. <laughs> so are we going <laughs> to... So, yeah, so, nothing else. I, I did ask the question. <laughs> that was it on nice. that. So I know what you want to get to. Oh, hello. Well, I, I didn't, <laughs> didn't even think of it. A little Joe Gow action. Okay, so the former lacrosse chancellor, you refer to him as... Horny McChancellor. That's right, because he posted videos of himself and his wife on porn sites of them having sex uh, multiple different times. He also has all these other videos. So he has been removed from that role as chancellor. I think it was an utter failure of leadership. We expect our chancellors to be role models for our students and for their communities. Uh, and I think he failed in that uh, with what, what, what he was doing. So I asked him, I'm like, okay, so you know, walk me through this. How did you learn about it? How did that go? We learned about this the week of December 18th. Um, and my immediate reaction was to ensure that we had our facts correct because this, this is a process. But once we, the facts were confirmed, in my mind, my recommendation to the Board of Regents was very clear. Well, we talked about this, though. Yes, there are a set of facts, but how, how did you learn so, these facts? It's funny you say that because I heard that, too. Here, I'll replay that quick segment here. To ensure that we had our facts correct. All right, so what does that mean? How did you confirm it? <laughs> Is that, and I mean that sincerely. No. Is that using a state computer and, and jumping on, or do you call HR? Like, how do you go about doing that? Uh, we asked the chancellor. We asked Gao that question, and he confirmed it for us. As far as moving forward, he and, and no, I did not go on a state computer. So I, okay, okay, there we go. <laughs> all right, so he, he didn't apparently. But, but right, in all seriousness, like fair question, you're going to accuse this guy of a whole bunch of stuff, and you got to know exactly what it is. Like, did someone have to sit down and watch those videos when police investigate people for, right. you know, various child pornography or what, which is not what is alleged here. Mm -hmm. I want to make that clear. But right. Somebody has to sit down. Some investigator watches yeah, these it, things. The Journal Sentinel did report that there wa that was done, that someone documented the videos and whatnot. So, so Hoffman said, one right. me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't sit down on my state computer and log on. And to... Even if he did, I wouldn't be upset about it. It's not like, I, you know, oh, I can't yes. believe you use a state computer. Well, no, he's doing his job. The state yeah, work. Yeah, right. So anyway, so... He believes the tenure should be reviewed by the university level. So they, he's done what he can do. He, he forwarded the note saying, hey, you guys got to review this guy now and remove him from the faculty. But now it's not on him. It's on the university level and then eventually the regents to remove him from the faculty, which takes some time. So they've hired a law firm to do that. And he was asked about it. And he said, ultimately, he's hoping that by springtime, maybe they can be done with this. But it's a very... It's a very specific process, and he wants to make sure it's done correctly. Did you ask him why he won't come on the show? Because <laughs> I reached out. That should have been one of my panel yeah. questions. Uh, why won't you come on the program for us? Vinny says he he reached out. I Gee, not. I can't figure out why he wouldn't want to come on. <laughs> I, 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 did a pre, I did tell him afterward. I, I appreciated his candor yeah. that because it's kind of awkward, but he was he was willing to talk about it.
News about your money this morning. WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update. Dow Jones Industrial Average was down nearly 100 points to 37,905. NASDAQ at 15,426. That was up about 66 points. And the S&P 500 at 4865. That was up 14. It's a great time for your retirement and investment strategy review from a fee-only fiduciary. Go to Annex Wealth. The Bucks dropped that mid-season bomb. What do they do next? Brandon Snyder has sports at 745. There are plans to build a new tallest skyscraper in the United States. And it's uh, going to be in an unlikely place or a place that I so don't think... So, of course, it's New York no. or maybe Chicago. And New York and Chicago pretty much dominate the That's top that. ten. Number one being Freedom Tower. And then number two is New York now, too, that it's residential like tower. Central Park Tower. Yeah. And then Willis is And then is Willis three. is third, formerly yeah. the Sears Tower mm-hmm. in Chicago. Uh, so this one... Where are we going to put it? ...would be placed in Oklahoma City. No way! Developers at a real estate company are adjusting the already ambitious plans to build the boardwalk at Bricktown Tower uh, by a few hundred feet to make the building reach 1,907 feet. that make it the tallest in the country, according to the Oklahoma City Free Press. Man, I thought we were over 2,000 with Freedom Tower. I guess not. It could be. Might be like the Spire yeah, versus. That might yeah. play a role in it. Um, no, One World Trade Center is 1776, okay. ironically. So, hmm, or maybe not ironically. See, you get it. Uh, Central Park is 1,500. Willis Tower is just a paltry 1,450. Man, over 2,000. In Oklahoma City. I've heard that's a cool town. Yeah, there's a like, lot going on there. A lot of similar Milwaukee feels, mm-hmm. but, you know, south southwestish. Surprisingly, John Hancock, I wouldn't have guessed this. Hancock is not the second tallest building in Chicago. It is the Trump International Hotel and Tower. There you go. That's at seven. Seventh in the in the country. You grew up in that area. Was that a thing, like, people go down Sears and do Tower? the observation oh, yeah. deck? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. It's yeah, kind of a cool there. thing. Yeah, do the Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Put your head up against the glass. And now they have it where you can like lean forward a yeah. little bit. And I've been to a, a that, wedding at the Sears Tower. Didn't they build a walkout where you can kind of walk out and yeah, it's glass underneath? Kind of. And there's one where like kind of right. it kind of like cracked on them once. Because too many people were doing the Ferris Bueller thing. <laughs> right. Gotta take advantage of it somehow. I think I see my dad. 740 on Wisconsin's morning news. This report brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at Steinhoffels.com. Seven forty-three, Wisconsin's morning news. Puck drop tonight at the arena for the Admirals game, but get there early. It's pickleball nighty. Oh, what does that mean? They have you can participate. You can go down there. They're going to have a number of pickleball courts set up. They say it's pickleball the n- near the ice. I think they, you know, I don't want to criticize John Greenberg over there, but they th- made a real strategic error not having it on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, John, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but it'd be way more fun if we tried that game Amazing. on the ice. Can you imagine? No. No, forget it. So they, they're they going to have a number of demonstrations out there, a couple of pickleball courts set up if you want to go down there and try it. There's a whole bunch of swag. Burkhart's is going to cool. be there, All huge right. um, athletic apparel and, and equipment retailer in our area. And you're playing? Who are you playing with? So this afternoon, to help you know pump it up a little bit, Cass dragged me into this <laughs> over, over at the Milwaukee Business uh, Journal. But my, Mark and I play pickleball quite a bit, so it's going to be uh, Mark Cass, me, Ms. Nansky oh, cool. and uh, Carl from Six. Okay. And we're going to do a little exhibition, if you will. In front of everybody? No, this is going to be like oh, okay. in the afternoon to help so promote the event like ahead. Would, be, be, would gladly perform in front of an arena crowd. In between though. periods, that'd be awesome. In that crowd, yes. Like against real pickleball players, no. I don't have no interest in getting beaned. 
But we'll see how it turns out. Cool. So if you are interested, again, 7 o'clock game. And, oh, by the way, they have hockey for you at the arena tonight versus Belleville. But we'll be talking pickleball through the day. 7.45, Brandon Snide with Sports Next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After winning 30 of their first 43 games, the Milwaukee Bucks decided on Tuesday to dismiss head coach Adrian Griffin. ESPN's NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski reacting to the news out of Milwaukee saying Griffin is a good coach, just simply wasn't the right fit. They looked at where this team was, how it was responding under Griffin, although the second best record right now, 30-13, and 13, that they have such a tight championship window with Giannis Attentacupo, certainly the Damian Lillard trade, you know, which happened after they hired Griffin as head coach, and they made a decision to make the change. ESPN NBA analyst Kendrick Perkins also dissected the news of Griffin being let go in Milwaukee, saying the former coach struggled in the locker room. Adrian Griffin never had a voice and never had the locker room from the start of training camp. And now we're seeing this happen, which is still surprising. The Bucks will look to next hire their next voice sooner rather than later. Doc Rivers is expected to strike a deal to become the team's next head coach, although no deal is in place as of yet. The Bucks return back to the court tonight as they get set to host Cleveland tonight at Pfizer Forum. Tip-off time set for 7 p.m. Coverage will begin right here on WTMJ with Bucks shoot-around beginning at 6. Over to College Hoops, where the 13th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers secured another Big Ten road on the on Tuesday night. This one over Minnesota by a final of 61-59. to And with that victory, head coach Greg Gard securing his 100th Big Ten Conference victory. This is always a battle here, no matter what the records are. Seems like rivalry game and, and a good one. No, it's, I've had really good players and a great staff. That's how you get to this point. Next up for the Badgers is Michigan State in Madison on Friday night. And lastly, we'll head over to baseball. The Milwaukee Brewers entered 2024 with a major hole at first base. And late last night, they made a splash in free agency, signing Reese Hoskins to a two-year, $34 million deal. Hoskins spent the last six seasons with Philadelphia and missed all of 2022, excuse me, all of 2023 with a torn ACL. He is expected, though, to be fully healthy for spring training. And quickly here, Vince, Ryan Braun has been announced as the newest member of the team's Walk of Fame, becoming the 23rd individual elected since it began all the way back in 2001. The Brewers will add him to the honors sometime in the year of 2024. Controversial pick. A lot of folks reacting to that mm-hmm. on social media, just going through the feed. I don't know if it's 50-50. A lot of folks, yep, much deserved. Great Brewer, great this, great that. A lot of folks still very upset over how his cheating scandal went down. And less about the fact that he cheated, more about the fact that he lied. The and aftermath. then still more yeah. threw good people under the bus on his way. So. Interesting choice. On the field, though, he was one of the Stats best. Stats speak for yeah. themselves, no doubt. 749, and we got Mark Tauscher joining us next. Keep- Idea man. All my coaches would always say, just because someone asks you a question doesn't mean you need to answer it their way. Innovative. One of the first times we met, Mercure and I were interviewing you and Kuhn, John Kuhn, okay. and we were doing it at Radio City, and I have a, I knew a kid way back when named Scott Tozier, and I called you Scott twice in the interview. <laughs> and Packers Hall of Famer. It never makes any sense, because I'm sure right after you guys left, I'm sure John and I were probably like... Look at that idiot. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning You. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. 
Mark Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Tausch, let's start on the Bucks and the bombshell that they dropped on the league and all of us fans. Head coach Adrian Griffin out after 30, what are we, 30 and 13 Close to that, right? That's 30, correct, yeah. 30 and 13. Yeah, 43 games, yep. So Eric was saying something that really caught my ear, and we're kind of in agreement on it. So I was rolling in overnight, you know, coming into work this morning, Tausch, and I just had national radio on, and uh, the lady who was on kept ripping the Bucks organization for why would you give up on a guy so quickly, and oh, this isn't good enough record for you that you got to go. This is the the world we live in now that you'd cut a guy this quickly after the start of his career head coaching and that like how do you know if he's a championship coach you got to let him grow into it and develop and let the team develop this is very critical of the team for cutting him this short and i thought yeah i mean go ahead well no i think anytime you make a decision like this and you go through a process to hire somebody and they don't make they barely make it past half the season it's a bad look for the organization I don't think there's any question about that, how you went about hiring and things like that. But I think when you're a program like the Milwaukee Bucks, you've you've shown that you have championship medal, you've won it, and you have stars, Damian and obviously Giannis, both getting older, uh, the luxury tax, all of the stuff that you're dealing with, you don't have the luxury – of letting every this isn't this year's Green Bay Packers where you can kind of work through and grow. You have to make sure things are trending in the right direction. It's all right if you have a bad stretch, but when you look at what this team has been defensively for a vast majority of the season, I'm guessing that's why uh, the powers that be, Horst and everybody else, has said, "Well, this is not getting better," and the players. The players have a lot of clout. This isn't, um, you know, a bunch of special teams guys on Green Bay saying, well, I don't think Matt LaFleur knows what he's doing. If you have a bunch of different players saying this is not going in the right direction and you see that and there's dysfunction, you can't waste years when you're talking about this window of opportunity for this franchise. And I think, Tausch, it's not about 30 and 13. It's about the stuff that we don't see happening on the floor. It's about the locker room. It's about practice. It's about some of the things that you mentioned about how the players are responding to this coach. Closest thing that that I thought of when I heard the news was Ray Rhodes getting fired after the 8-8 eight and eight season in Green Bay. And everyone's like, he didn't even have a losing season. Like, it's his first year in Green Bay and whatever. And obviously he had a lot of head coaching experience before that. But there was a feel around that team. I remember being in that locker room, Tausch, and it felt very different than a Mike Holmgren locker room, and it didn't feel professional to me. Yeah, I, so there's always going to be the outside noise, um, and I don't remember which NFL executive said this, but if you listen to the fans long enough, you'll become one. And if you start making your decisions based on that, that's uh, – but the people that are in the building always know. The people that are there all the time, they know what – and especially – you look at this team, this franchise, what they've been able to accomplish. They know what it's supposed to look like. They know the way it's supposed to be trending. And I, do you really think that they wanted to fire the coach? No. Paying him all that. Right. It, it makes them look like they didn't know what the hell they were doing. So it obviously something was uh, was not going in the direction they felt like it needed to. 
And it is really easy for organizations just to say, well, let's let this play out and we'll reevaluate after the season. And I actually applaud the Bucks in the respect of we're not going to do that. We're not going to just sit pat because it is easy to say, well, you're 30 and 13. You're the number two seed. Uh, what are you doing? If it ain't right, it ain't right. And if you can't get to the goal that you're setting as an organization, if you can't beat the Celtics or win a championship, what are we doing? And they decided this isn't the right way, and now what you do next is just as important as what you just did. I got more questions on this, Tosh. We'll pick it up again tomorrow, all right, my friend? Sounds good, guys.